Welcome in to News and Views with Tom Lamprecht. The stories you've heard and the ones you need to hear. Stacey Abrams is suggesting that one way to mitigate the effects of inflation having children is to get an abortion. Is why you're worried about your price for gas. I'm not going to comment on that. Inflation or abortion. There's multiple issues. I have spoken to His Majesty the King that I am resigning. Gas prices. He's playing politics with us. Your life, your values, your voice. This is News and Views with Tom Lamprecht on Talk 96.3 and 103.7. All right, welcome in. It is a political trivia Thursday, and there is a lot to talk about. Uh, You just heard Liz Truss, the prime minister of uh, England, basically resigning after six weeks. And uh, we were talking before we went on the air, what in the world's going on over there? How bad is the economy? I mean, she's basically come out and said, you know, I ran on certain promises and I cannot fulfill them. And uh, as you were saying, Benny, before we went on the air, how bad is it over there? Well, you know, within like two or three weeks, you know, they were they were going to raise taxes, reduce taxes, raise taxes. I mean, they keep flip-flopping. And, you know, the banks over there are in bad shape. Um and I, from what I understand, England and their pensions are in really bad financial shape. And, you know, with the financial markets, not only, the, you know, the stock and equities, but with the bond and, uh, you know, interest rate environment right now, um, I, I think they're in real trouble. Well, you know, you something think about it. In terms of being able to meet their obligations, they were probably barely getting by. They were probably losing each month. And then if you just look at the average investments of the American citizen who's invested in the stock market, they have basically lost 30% of their uh, long-term investments. And uh, if if that's the case for the nation of Great Britain, and they're barely making it to begin with, that really puts them behind the eight ball. So she didn't really say exactly what the specific issues were other than the fact that she said, you know, we made promises and uh, I recognize I cannot fulfill those promises. I mean, this has got to be unprecedented. Anything I remember. Well, it's the, yeah, it, <laughs> I mean, is the, it is the shortest stint for an, uh, a, a uh, prime minister for Great Britain ever. Yeah, really any developed nation. I mean, obviously this kind of stuff happens all the time and you know some fledgling nations but nigel farage who was a conservative former member of the european parliament and an architect of the brexit had a bleak evaluation of the situation saying the uk's conservative party is now labor light and serves no purpose now the labor party wants there to be another general election the conservatives want there just to be a leadership election amongst the conservative uh, uh, members of parliament, um, I, which I, 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 I am, I'm not deep into that story, but it looks like that's what's going to happen. Fox News, along with a number of other local outlets, is reporting on uh, more information on that shooting up in Raleigh. The Raleigh Police Department uh, on Thursday said the 15-year-old gunman accused of killing five people a week ago. Exchange, in fact, it was a week ago, right about now, that this all took place. Over the course of several hours, a search ensued of the suspected shooter that included an exchange of gunfire between the shooter and multiple officers. Officers received the first 911 call 
regarding shots fired October 13th at 5.09. That's exactly a week ago. They received another call at 5.14 about shots fired and two people on the ground. Now, it didn't, it wasn't the story we referred to uh, yesterday. The, the brother was named James Thompson, the brother. I believe that's right. Well, yeah. now they're calling him Justin Thompson. So I'm, I'm assuming Justin is the corrected, uh, uh, correct name that has been corrected. Um, witnesses reported the suspect fleeing toward the neighborhood Greenway Trail. And at 521, officers received another 911 call about two additional victims shot along the Greenway, including Mary Marshall and Susan Carnett's. The, primer, uh, the preliminary investigation states there does not appear to be any connection between the victims other than the fact that they happen to live in the same neighborhood. As the search area expanded, several nearby buildings to include schools and assisted living facilities initiated lockdown protocols. At about 642, officers located Thompson in an area with two barn-like buildings near McConnell Oliver Drive. As officers searched the area, Thompson fired multiple shots at police. Police returned to the fire. Uh, one police officer, Casey Clark, fell to the ground, sustaining a gunshot wound. He has since been released from the hospital. It looks like he's going to be fine. Multiple officers responded, firing a total of about 23 rounds in Thompson's direction. At 9.34, tactical officers entered one of the buildings and found the suspect on the ground with a single gunshot wound. By the way, he is still in critical condition in the hospital. At the time, he was wearing camouflage clothing and a backpack and a handgun was in his waistband. By the way, at the time, in fact, we were receiving all kinds of text messages back and forth from different people in the news, and I think Patrick Johnson said uh, in one of his text messages, the concern was the backpack was full of some sort of detonation uh, bombs or hand grenades, or they didn't know what was in there. Apparently that was not the case, although he did have a bunch of ammunition. He had a large knife, and... um, by uh, 9.36 last Thursday night, uh, Thompson was in handcuffs. The North Carolina State Bureau of Investigation is conducting an investigation into the two officers who apparently exchanged fire with Thompson, and the detective division of the Raleigh Police Department is conducting an investigation into Thompson's actions. According to reports, police have not yet determined a motive. Sad story. It is a sad story, and you know... <clears throat> We've you know had so many mass shootings over the last few years. I, I did a little research on the FBI's website a few months ago, uh, and, and basically looked at every one a synopsis of every one that dated all the way back to Columbine. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> you know they had a few in there that that I mean they in the news they always talk mass shootings. You know maybe a, a, a gang related shooting in in Chicago where you know somebody drives by and shoots ten or twelve people. I mean that's not. The mass shooting that the FBI right. reports on, right. the media likes to call that a mass shooting, although it's obviously anything for serious. Is there gun control, uh, you know, theology. But, but the school related and, and the things such as that. And I look back and I just started seeing some common things. And of course, the Columbine shooting; uh, those two guys, you know, had a, a mother and a father in home, as did these guys. Not to speculate speculate on anything, but when I look back. It was unbelievable the the common traits of number not one, a dad. not having a dad in the home. I yeah. mean, like yeah. overwhelming yeah. large percentage. Uh, a lot of the kids were on antidepressants. Um, that's probably something you won't hear a lot in the media, just because Big Pharma don't want you to hear it. Yeah. But it was amazing some of the things um, that was just kind of common. It it will be interesting when the investigation is complete 
um because you know the parents act shocked and uh oftentimes the parents act shocked now some, some of these cases the parents have i mean there was warning signs all around but you know the, from what the parents statement said it sounded like they were in shock and and imagine imagine them you know losing a child at the hands of one child and they've essentially lost this child you know? well i mean the other thing and, is the parents are going to look at their child and think the best of their child even if i mean what would really be interesting to find out some thoughts from the next door neighbor uh, yeah, I mean, I'm not. I, I, again, I don't want to. I mean, maybe it's a sad situation. This kid just flipped out, but uh, most. I'm, I'm just just going on past history. I, I know nothing about this family, but just going on past history, there's usually some issues there. Yeah, and again, I, I don't mean to harp on the whole school closure thing and all that and the COVID, but from a mental health perspective, these kids that are, you look at this kid, 15 years old, and for for two years. <clears throat> You're looking at, what, 15% of his life essentially in lockdown. I mean, think about that. You know, put that in perspective to our ages that, you know, 60 years old, 15% of 60 is – that's a long time. I mean, and that's all these kids know. And I just think the mental health crisis of this COVID lockdown on kids, we, we are we are experiencing it, and we've, we're going to keep experiencing it, and it's a big, big problem. Well, I, I just three basic questions, and I, I'm not drawing any conclusions here. I just would like to ask the question, was chronic use of marijuana involved, were antidepressants involved, and were violent video games involved? Well, you know, one of the things that talked about in the article, you know, what the, the things that he liked to do and, and the outdoors and this and that, but it, it mentioned video games. Yeah. And so I'm not, you know, I, I see those video games and and they're not good and 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 as a parent in today's world of technology um you can be the most diligent parent in the world and they have access to anything and everything yep. in the world now unless you're just, gonna unless you're gonna walk uh, walk right next to them and watch them like a hawk 24 7 there there's it's too easy to get into things yeah not not that my parents didn't have you know didn't have challenges as parents i mean but but I look back and I mean kids my generation about the only thing we could do wrong was you know maybe uh, steal somebody's dad's beer or something and go drink it yeah. or and you know smoke their cigarettes or something you know it yeah. just wasn't yeah. wasn't a whole lot of things we could get into really. Uh. News and observers reporting North Carolina Governor Roy Cooper chairing the Democrat Governors Association has been making the rounds promoting campaigns of Democrat candidates for governor. They must be desperate. Phew. On Wednesday, he was interviewed by uh, Pluribus News, a national legislative news site, and talked about what's at stake for voters this election year. Uh, Get ready for this. He called former President Donald Trump's Republican followers a cult and said the majority of the Republican Party supported an autocracy. Quote, I know we've been pulled apart and that we're diametrically opposed and often closed-minded about these kinds of issues, Cooper said during the interview after talking about the national issue, including inflation. Quote, that's what happens when you have a cult. There's no question that Donald Trump has created a cult, Cooper said. So let me ask you, uh, Gov, if Trump has created a cult, what do you call what the left-wing progressives have created, a demonic cult, perhaps? <laughs> I mean, stop thinking. He calls this a cult. And yet you have a group of people on the side of Roy Cooper 
who want to literally punish what is good and reward what is evil. Their sacrament is abortion, mutilating children's bodies under the banner of transgenderism, and sexual perversion. A group of people who now push and celebrate racism. They do. Mm-hmm. They do. If, if, if you're, you're white, you're evil. You're, you're the person that uh, ought to be punished. And if you're uh, a person of color, you are automatically the victim. They want to destroy the Constitution. They want open borders, which means we have no country. They want to let violent criminals out on the street and arrest pro-lifers who are praying on the street corner. People who cannot define what a woman is. People who say they are a man one day and the next day they're a woman. People who go by 26 pronouns that they can change every other day. And if you call them by the wrong pronoun, they want to lock you up. And Cooper says Trump has created a cult. <laughs> yeah, the the cult is the is the Democrat Party, and and Roy Cooper is a prime example of that yellow dog Democrat that's a member of that fraternity for so long he can't give up his his uh, political party merit badges is what I call them. Doesn't care how far left, how crazy they get. They've sit back and kept their mouth shut and let their party get taken over by a bunch of nuts yep. is what it is. And I have I have some friends and colleagues that say, look, I know Roy Cooper. He's a good man. You don't understand. I went to college with him. I was attorney brothers. I went to law school for him. Look, I went to college with guys. I like him, but I wouldn't vote him for a damn dog catcher. I don't care that you went to college with him. I don't care that he's or whatever. Roy Cooper is what's wrong with North Carolina, and he will do and say anything to keep his power in the Democrat Party. And what do you call a person like that that will do and say anything for a little power, a little he's money? A working, he's a working no. man. Yeah, he's a prostitute. <laughs> uh, here's the thing. Donald Trump is not the leader of the cult. Donald Trump is a voice that if you were back in the 70s, remember Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, whatever you called him, we're going around the airports, and I mean, that might have been before your time. But when they they used, to, they used to go around the airports in the seventies and early eighties, and you know they they hadn't bathed in weeks, and you know they had their little <laughs> chants and dancing around, and didn't they wear monk robes? Uh, some goofy and little. They looked like they were out there in their pajamas and their silk pajamas. And I, I mean, I remember being in um, when I was in junior high school. They actually bought a house, and there was a little commune of them. And I, I mean, Donald Trump is the guy back in the 70s that stood up and said, would you people please go take a bath? Yeah, and shave. <laughs> and shave <laughs> and quit bugging everybody at the airports? But, but but for Roy Cooper to say that, I would like to ask Roy Cooper, I, I th- you know, not, not to bring his family in, I think he's probably got daughters. Can, can you define a woman, Roy Cooper? Because yeah. your party can't. Yeah. The person that you support for Supreme Court cannot define a woman yeah. uh, you know someone that i guarantee you you're throwing he's throwing his support by behind raphael warnock down in georgia uh you know supposedly a preacher said yesterday that he supports abortion no limits none. anytime anywhere anytime any anywhere any place he supports it that's a decision right up to the last minute by the doctor and the mother um speaking of democrats <clears throat> sloan rockmuth has an article out today talking about we're mortified but not surprised to learn that Democrat Senate candidate Sherry Beasley wants taxpayers to fund child mutilation and sterilization. The Senate candidate made this statement at a forum hosted by the LGBTQ plus Democrats of North Carolina. 
Trans people, and especially people of color, face a lot of barriers around access to health care. And I know Biden reversed Trump's policies that roll back protection for transgender people in health care, Beasley said. We know Republicans, of course, here in North Carolina continue to launch attacks against trans people, including limiting the ability of trans youth to have gender-affirming surgeries. There's just something deeply troubling about that. I'm sorry. Don't call Donald Trump and MAGA Republicans a cult (laughs) when the person you're running for office says that there's something deeply troubling that Republicans would stand in the way of youth, minors, having their bodies mutilated. (laughs) Speaking of Cherry Beasley, have you seen the ad that the, um, what is it, Club for Growth that's financing the the ad where it's the brother of a slain highway patrolman from Fayetteville. I, I've heard about it. I haven't seen that, the that ad. That she represented uh, back uh, when she was a defense attorney. Uh, I'm telling you. <laughs> powerful. It is powerful and uh, it goes against everything when she talks about, you know, she supports the cop. She's, you know, crime, supports law enforcement. Well, she doesn't have any endorsement of law enforcement, that's for sure, but this ad is powerful. you got to see it. Well, see if, see if uh, Clark can dig it up. We'll play it after the break. Stay with us. More news and views coming up. This is your Drive at Five, an ENC with Tom Lamprecht. Welcome back to News and Views on Talk 96.3 and 103.7. Okay, uh, we were just talking about this before the break. When Cherry Beasley backed a child predator and a cop killer over children and law enforcement, she showed North Carolinians... What a radical leftist she is, said Club for Growth President David McIntosh. I think this is the audio of the ad that uh, Benny was referring to. I got the call. They just set a trooper down. And when he said that, I know it was my brother. He was killed by Tillman and Kevin Goffin. Tillman had Sherry Beasley trying to get him off. She said he was actually a good person. Here's a person that has killed two law officers, bragged about the killing. She's sticking up for the criminals. Sherry Beasley talks about she's against crime, knowing that she's telling a lie. She's not on the right side. Club for Growth Action is responsible for the content of this ad. I think there's a longer version of that, too, isn't it? I think there is, yeah. yeah. But that <clears throat> that by itself is pretty effective. Uh, yeah, just and they, I just saw where they, uh, in the finance information, I mean, they're dumping they're a boatload of dollars in that campaign. They've got deep right pockets. Here the They've got very deep pockets. Quick look at your weather forecast. Clear skies tonight, a low of 38. It turned out to be a pretty nice day out there today, though. Um, got up to about the upper 60s. Tomorrow, low 70s. Tomorrow, Lots of sunshine. Tomorrow night, again, a clear sky, low around 45. <clears throat> Saturday, uh, a few afternoon clouds, otherwise sunny, high in the mid-70s, a low Saturday night around 55. And uh, what sounds um, like a good good weekend will end the weekend Sunday with a few showers. Not not a huge chance of rain, but a few showers. I think there's a coastal low that's kind of moving up the coast, I think. Oh, is that right? Is yeah. that where the showers are going to come from? Mm-hmm. Weather brought to you by our friends at the Ironwood Golf and Country Club. Whether you're looking to spend your fall courtside or greenside, Ironwood Golf and Country Club offers a variety of memberships tailored to fit your lifestyle with no initiation fee required. 
Remember, if you're headed to the beach this fall, pack your clubs. Ironwood members receive reciprocal golf and dining privileges at the Beaufort Club in Beaufort and Compass Point Golf Club and Magnolia Greens located near Wilmington. For more information, contact membership director Jenna Doyle. Her number is 252-752-4653. Join in the fun at Ironwood today. And uh, give uh, give them a call because when you join Ironwood, you actually get to join. Uh, you're, you're automatically, for all intents and purposes, a member of four clubs as a part of the Renaissance Golf Group. Five six one eight two five five. I think it's Randy's on the line. Hey, Randy. Hey, Randy. Hey, how are you doing? Good. Hey. How are you, sir? All right. I just wanted to let Benny know he just mentioned that Beasley was not uh, supported by any police departments or anything. Um, we mainly watch Newsmax and, um, you know, a little bit of the Channel 8 Fox. And we have seen the commercial quite a few times for Beasley uh, being supported by all these different police officers. Of course, there's officers, officers, but not officer organizations. Now, she was last time she ran, but this this time they're all over on Ted Bud's side. Yeah, okay. Ted Ted Butt supported by the North Carolina Troopers Association um, for one, and there's a, a a number of the associations, you know, across North Carolina. You know, you just look at a ballot for sheriff, and uh, there, there's a lot of there's a lot of Democrats. So I mean, you know, sometimes people put party before anything else, and I, that's probably a case case of what it is. But uh, most of the large uh, police organizations are have turned for Bud here in the last few months. I'd be hard. I mean, I'm sure there's, uh, for example, perhaps the sheriff here in Pitt County got behind Beasley. That wouldn't that wouldn't shock me. But uh, I would think uh, the majority, the vast majority of sheriffs, I would think, be behind Bud. But absolutely, uh, I must have missed the uh, word organization. <laughs> uh, hey, thanks for the call. Yeah, appreciate thanks. it. Thanks, Randy. You bet. Um, so polls open this morning. I have not had any word yet how the turnout has been, but uh, early voting started today, runs through Saturday, November 5th at 3 p.m. So uh, it is underway. Uh, Carolina Journal is reporting that um, perhaps the only real congressional race that is highly competitive would be District 13. That's just south of Raleigh. That has uh, newcomer Bo Hines facing Democrat State Senator Wiley Nickel. Nickel does not live in the district, but uh, hey, you know what? Walter Jones didn't originally live in the district uh, that he first ran in. Uh, Hines has moved into the district following his endorsement from Donald Trump. In District 1, Sandy Smith faces Don Davis. Sandy, of course, is the Republican. Don Davis is the Democrat. Uh, This district was previously held by longtime Congressman G.K. Butterfield, uh, won the seat by more than 70%. I would say of Sandy Smith, while she's got some uh, issues of her own, uh, she does have probably more money than anyone else has ever run in that race. Um, but it does lean Democrat. Now, I mean, if if all the political winds blow in the right direction, crazier things have happened. And this very well could be the year that it could get that crazy, mm-hmm. that... Uh, that a what what is and I I don't say that to to, to be smirch Sandy Smith. I'm just saying that is a hard district to win. Mm-hmm. It is uh, very Democrat. And, and, you know, I tell you, I've been a little bit uh, 
probably less optimistic than most about the red wave but here in the last several weeks i mean there's just some indicators when, when you consider that the state of oregon and new york governor race yeah. is tightened up to the point within the margin of error in these states i mean that tells you uh that tells you a lot about what's going on in america do number one in inflation and economic issues and crime issues and I, I think there's going to be a lot of places in play that people never thought were in play before. But it's still going to be tough because you have got to, you know, what, three weeks left, and you, the, the Republicans can't let up. They have got to right. put the foot on the gas and keep pushing. Um, well, because and, and the, ha- the, other thing, the other thing that you worry about is, you know, at this point, I would not be surprised – the Democrats have looked at the numbers, and they know how bad it is. They, they might have a better idea than any of the rest of us how bad it is. Mm-hmm. In fact, uh, interesting story in uh, Town Hall, speaking of Oregon, this happened up in Oregon, where there was what they thought was a safe seat and then a, an extremely safe seat. That was a, it was a gimme. It was just an absolute gimme. And... In the seat that they said was safe, they've now taken the money from that person who they thought had an advantage, but it wasn't a guaranteed slam dunk. And they've now taken the money that was supporting that person, a guy named Schrader in the 5th District. They shift the money over to a gal named Andrea Salinas because she, who is, uh, again, she was a slam dunk in Oregon, <laughs> and now they're worried that she's not going to win. <laughs> Well, it's like in a boat when you have two holes and the water's gushing in. Which one's the biggest? You yeah. got you got to plug it, you know. Well, you know, I, I, all the voters need to pay attention to on the ballot, and that affect everyone in North Carolina. There's two important things, and that's the Supreme Court, North right. Carolina Supreme Court. There's two seats that's opening up. Uh, Trey Allen and uh, Judge Richard Dietz, Dietz. is yeah. running t- uh, on the Republican side. And hey, I, I, I don't care if you uh, have a veto-proof. Uh, margin in in the house and the senate or not with the history of, of the supreme court in north carolina that's controlled by democrats bingo they, they they rule on politics not on the rule of law and if you believe in the constitution and believe in the rule of law then you need to go out and vote for these two republican yeah. candidates and make just because you don't know them go look them up on their website or if you want to know more about them call me <laughs> and we and by the way, uh, we're going to be working on getting both of those uh, folks on the air with us between now and Election Day. Uh, a couple of other stories I want to touch on before we go to political trivia. Uh, Fox News, along with a number of other outlets, is reporting this afternoon the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention Advisory Committee on Immunization Practices today voted unanimously 15 to nothing to approve CDC's new recommended immunization schedules for adults and children for 2023, which adds vaccinations for COVID-19. So now the CDC has come out and said, well, this, this doesn't really mean a lot. It doesn't necessarily mean that your child will have to be vaccinated to enter into the public schools. What do you think Cooper's going to do? Every time when Mandy Cohen and Roy Cooper got on um, television and you had school boards across the country, all they talked about, CDC this, CDC that, CDC that. Genuflect. Even when the CDC, it was apparent to everybody else in the world except the CDC that they were wrong on stuff, they followed the CDC. So you wait. uh, I I, I can see it coming. These Democrat 
ran uh, stat run states oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. and Roy Cooper, they're going to be saying, "Hey, you got to get your six month yeah. uh, your six month old vaccinated if you yeah. want them to go to school." Yeah, and yeah, exactly. If and, and uh, you know what? Now apparently the CDC wants to empty out the uh, public school system and increase enrollment in private schools, and that's exactly what's going to happen. Yeah. I mean, if this goes through, if Cooper signs off on this. Uh, you better get your child signed up for a private school now because if he signed, I mean, there's not going to be room in these private schools to accommodate the kids where they don't have to get this vaccination. And by the way, it's not a vaccination. It is not a vaccination. I mean, you, you look at all the other vaccinations, you know, it, it's, it's done, you're immunized, and, you know, there might be times, you know, way down the road that you might have to get, like right now, if you've gotten the, the uh, measles shot or if you had the measles, you can get pox uh, down the road. But anyway, it's, it just irritates me. And every one of them voted for it, which tells me they're a bunch of lemmings that won't think for themselves. They would rather harm kids than take heat and be chastised from progressives. I mean, out of 15 people, not one of them. I mean, if nothing else, it tells you that it is a stacked deck. Well, here again, just uh, I'm a numbers person, and I believe when you, you have unanswered questions, you go to the numbers and go to the finances. Look who supports the CDC. Bingo. <laughs> CDC is supported basically by Big Pharma. That's, that's all I'm saying. Uh, and by the way, wasn't uh, I, I saw a headline the other day that uh, Big Pharma had stacked – the boards uh on was it in the cdc that they had gotten some of their people on these boards uh, it wouldn't surprise me no. would not surprise hey me. we're gonna take a time out because we're gonna play political trivia five six one eight two five five is the number to call if you want to play got a good prize package your category women and politics interesting question It'd be a little fun here a little break from the uh sometimes uh, news that gets you down. Let's do something fun. Let's play political trivia. 561-8255, area code 252. We'll play when we get back. Whatever it takes, I love the in my We're not done yet. Five six one eight two five five is the uh, number to call if you want to play political trivia. We've got, I think, a line open yet. Uh, your category today: women and politics. Prize package includes a gift certificate to the Iowa Golf and Country Club, a twenty dollars gift card to Gwendy's Goodies Bakery in Aden, a twenty dollars gift card to Mucho Bueno down in the Westbrook Shopping Center. Great Mexican street food. A $20 gift card to Fit for Life, including two free sessions with a coach. And a oil change for your car or pickup at Dave Davis's East Carolina Chrysler Dodge Jeep or at Washington Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram. And uh, by the way, if you won before, let 60 days pass before you play again. First up from Emerald Isle, it's Bruce. Hi, Bruce. Hey, Bruce. Hey there. You ready to play? Uh, I think so. All right. Your category is women and politics. Here's your question. How did Mariah Reynolds, Lisa Joe Druck, and Donna Hughes all change the political landscape of the United States? 
It's always hard to be first. Uh, it is. And if you miss it, call us back. No, no. I, I understand. Um, they were all um, vice presidential candidates. That's not it. That's not it. Good guess, though. Oh, five six one eight okay. two five five. Let's go over to uh, Newburn and Bill's on the line. Hey, Bill. Hey, Bill. How you doing? We're doing great. Uh, did you hear the question? Can you repeat it, please? I can. How did Mariah Reynolds, Lisa Joe Druck, and Donna Hughes all change the political landscape of the United States? Were they the first elected governor? That's another good guess. That's not it, though, Bill. Keep right. listening and call us back, 561-8255. Let's go to uh, Craig and Hubert. Is this Craig? Yeah, it is. Hey, hey, are you ready for a hint? Oh, sure, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right, your question is this. How did Mariah Reynolds, Lisa Joe Druck, and Donna Hughes all change the political landscape of the United States? Donna Hughes, here's your hint. Donna Hughes says she still felt PTSD 31 years after this event. What happened? What do you think? Hmm. All right. Well, PTSD, you, you threw me off my guess. So um, the PTSD thing, really. Um... Oh, I'll, 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 let me let me just frame that, that that was a, in, in all honesty, that was a figure of speech. I don't want to throw you off. It wasn't a military uh a reference. It was just sort of a figure of speech that she had gone through a difficult time. I will say they were the first female to be elected to national office who had gone through divorce. That is a good guess. Yeah, Man, that's good. You really got in the weeds well on that one, too. But uh, that's, that's, that's not it. But uh, good guess. <laughs> good job. Five, six, one, eight, two, five, five. Who we have, Clark? Keith. Keith is on the line. Hey, Keith. Hey, Keith. Hey, how are y'all doing? Good. Yeah. Are you ready for another hint? Sure. All right. There was a boat involved in this named Monkey Business. What happened? How did Mariah uh, Reynolds, Lisa Drodruck, and Donna Hughes all change the political landscape of the United States? Had affairs with candidates. A l- I got to give it to them. Yeah. yeah that's right, we we got to give it to you. You got it. They all had extramarital affairs, which derailed potential presidential candidates. Mariah Reynolds with Alexander Hamilton. Lisa Joe Druck, who later changed her name after she was married to Riley Hunter with John Edwards. And Donna Rice Hughes with Gary Hart. But now Bill Clinton made that okay. It's okay. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, <laughs> apparently. So I, I guess the uh, boat with monkey business, did that trigger it? No, I, the Donna Hughes, I was thinking, right, I, but I was thinking it was Michael Dukakis with Gary Hartworth. I don't think Donna Hughes would have touched uh, Michael Dukakis with a 20-foot pole. <laughs> <laughs> helmet, helmet head. <laughs> hey, where are you calling from, Keith? Uh, Newport. All right. Keith from Newport. Stay on the line, and uh, we're going to get all your information, and we'll get you those certificates. Stay with us. Benny and I will be right back. Back to News and Views. Talk 96.3 and 103.7. Welcome back, Ken. Congratulations to Keith Garner of Newport, North Carolina. He uh, got our political trivia question right. Those three women, Mariah Reynolds, 
Riley Hunter, and Donna Rice Hughes. All changed the political landscape. Those guys, all three of those men were uh, probably leading candidates <laughs> yeah, at the Gary, time they went down. Yeah, Gary Hart was the big uh, leader. At the time the, they went down, that was not Democrat a good primary. Words, <laughs> and a picture. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Speaking of monkey business, <laughs> but yeah, that yacht was monkey business. That some, I, some, I think it was down in Florida. Some Florida developers or something. He was on the yacht and the. Uh, what was her name? Donna Rice sitting in his lap, and yeah, before you know it, found out it was more than just sitting in his lap. But anyway, now, yeah, I, I've not seen the musical uh, Hamilton. I, I suppose that, that musical has got to go into his uh, extramarital affairs. I would uh, think. Yeah, from everything I've read, Alexander Hamilton was was a dog, and uh, he's got some North Carolina ties. To uh, is that why he's a dog? <laughs> no, I mean, no, I mean, he uh, he got around quite a bit, and uh, he's yeah. he made his way through North Carolina, Eastern North Carolina, to be specific. Mariah Reynolds was a 23 year old damsel in distress who uh, showed up at his place. I think I, I want to say he was in Philadelphia at the time, but I'm uh, don't quote me on that. Uh, although that would make sense back then, Philadelphia would have been in the capital right at the time. Hmm. Um, yeah, and. Uh, Anyway, she uh, she needed some financial help, and she got more than financial help. When you read some of the writings of Alexander, and and, and this goes for all a lot of the founding fathers, uh, those guys were so brilliant. But Alexander Hamilton uh, was brilliant. I mean, I think he was, you know, I think he was a little bit more of a wanted to be more of a dictator type than what you know we wanted in the united states at the time in the 13 colonies but when you read some of the things that alexander hamilton wrote he was just brilliant well you know the way to say it and i actually think i mean what he did was not brilliant it got him in trouble obviously and changed his life and obviously didn't do a lot for his marriage got shot in a duel (laughs) he did aaron burr aaron burr Mm -hmm. but here's what was interesting is um, this damsel in distress, Mariah Reynolds, was married, hmm. and her husband blackmailed Alexander Hamilton. And Alexander Hamilton initially paid him off. Then he came back, and he said, nope. And Alexander Hamilton came clean, published a pamphlet detailing everything that he had done. <laughs> in other words, and look, I, you know, it's basically he was saying – I am not going to be blackmailed. And he after that, he wasn't. Now, after that, he was also <laughs> no longer in contention to be the president of the United States. That's really what uh, derailed him. Sound like this guy said, you know, look, it's going gonna, it's gonna to cost you this, but the key is you got to take her with you. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, it's interesting you say that because initially after he blackmailed Alexander Hamilton and Alexander Hamilton paid him off, he said, "Well, I don't really care if you continue the the affair." Mm. <laughs> so it was it was weird. I mean, yeah. Keep yeah. <laughs> we, we we have a we have a way of looking back and thinking there was no sin, you know, prior to uh, the nineteen twenty nine uh, Roaring Twenties. But uh, yeah, it, 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 there was it's been know, going on for a it's long going on time. For a long time. Not not that we're condoning it, but it's been going on for a long time. Did you see? Um, Fox News is reporting over in um, Hillsboro, there is a Home Depot over there. And in broad daylight, some individual loaded up a shopping cart full of power tools, 
Ryobi Power Tools, which is the I guess the uh, Home Depot brand, and uh, was leaving an 82-year-old man who was standing at the outside cash register went to stop the guy. He knocks the 82-year-old. He falls down, hits his head on some sort of potted plant and uh, had a hard time getting up. But Hillsborough police have uh, asked for help. Of course, it's interesting. um, That is, uh, you know, in Orange County, which is the wokest county at least in North Carolina, if not in America. I'm telling you, I used to go through Hillsborough a lot. My son was going to school up in Virginia, and uh, th- there's a bunch of nuts up there. It's just that no other Which way is to sad. Say it. It's a it's beautiful, a, it's beautiful, a beautiful historic town. A beautiful little town, and uh, that's where my uh, grandparents and my mom are. There's buried some nice people up there too, but uh, it, it's kind of a it's kind of a melting pot of you know old school North Carolina, and then. Uh, a bunch of nutties from Durham and Chapel Hill moving out to the small yeah, town. But, yeah, uh, it's, uh, it's interesting. Uh, interesting uh, story as we close out. The American Thinker, which is a national publication, they have picked up on this ECU story concerning uh, the Pride Clinic and the uh, individuals over at East Carolina University who are pushing for uh, – transgender health care uh this is you know I, I know a lot of people are saying that uh, you know east east carolina medical center is uh, is the gem of eastern north carolina certainly of uh, pitt county uh, listen if we want this uh, crown jewel to remain shining and positive uh there, there needs to be some uh, people that uh, pull the reins in i mean this is this is now making national news and it's not the kind of news that uh we want to be uh, uh, proud of. You know, the General Assembly gave East Carolina a lot of money not too long ago to expand their family practice medicine uh, teaching. And uh, this is this is not good. Speak out. Speak out. We'll do it again tomorrow. See you at 5. <laughs>